everyone. Welcome back to another edition of Star Sound Speaks. This is your host, Irliana Samsara, episode 127. So we're going to be talking about a very high octane week this coming week. Wow. Hold on to your hats. Um, so we, we've got before our full moon, which we're going to definitely talk about, we've got two very powerful transits happening almost simultaneously that regard Pluto. So we're going to talk about that, the sun square Pluto, very closely followed by Mars squaring Pluto next week. Um, we've also got um, Jupiter and Mercury after spending, well, three weeks for Mercury, several months for Jupiter retrograde. They're both on the very same day within a few hours of each other going direct. So that's big news. And then we have our full moon, of course. So let's, let's dig right in. Okay, so uh, let's talk about the sun square Pluto, which is happening as we speak. It is Friday, October 15th, and it will perfect on Sunday. The sun is going to come at, at in Libra, is going to come into a square. So I can pull that up here for you guys and show you exactement what it looks like. And so here we are, sun at 27 degrees of of um, Libra. You can see Mars here having come out of last weekend's very potent magical window, which was really great. I heard some really cool stories from you guys about the uh, you know, wonderful things that happened and just the, and honoring that time. So now that Mars, <clears throat> Mars is uh, you know, still under the beams of the sun. Um, and so uh, when he gets out from 15 degrees away from the sun, then you know, he will be seen once more in, in the heavens. But anyway, to say about Mars, Mars and sun being only four degrees apart, first the sun uh, squaring uh, Pluto. No, actually, you know what? I apologize. I have, you know what I have up in here? I'm going to talk about the new moon, the, the full moon coming up. But today's clock, here we are. Okay. It was like, oh, wow, the sun, no, wrong degree. Yeah, well, Mercury retrograde, right? It's always craziest right before it goes retrograde, right be as it starts and as it finishes, getting ready, you know, going into retrograde, coming out of retrograde. That's what my decades of observing this thing, I've always found that. It's not that it drives you crazy for three weeks, although, you know, I guess, depending on your consciousness, it may. Um, I know it used to drive the, I mean batty uh, years ago, but... Um, Anyway, it's it's only the most diff really um, when it's at that stationary retrograde point and stationing direct SD stations direct means it's going forward. So anyway, here we are back on we are in um, the real time here and we see here the sun in the sign of Libra is in Let me pull up my little arrow and you can see here. Here's the sun in Libra, and I'm going to draw an arrow, right? Let me see. I wish it were a larger arrow, but anyway, you can probably still see that. Okay. Yeah, so here's 22, 24 degrees, you see. So today, tomorrow, perfecting on Sunday, it will be exactly squaring Pluto, but of course we feel it now. Um, and so, um, you know, just being, uh, it, this is not an easy transit every time the sun squares Pluto. And um, what, what, you know, what does that look like? Okay, it's gonna be exact on Sunday, but we're not out of the woods because Mars, like, you know, we said, Mars is right behind, you know, right there next to the sun and it's gonna be squaring Pluto too a few days later. So really through 
Thursday, almost a week, this, this following week, uh, the sun up until Sunday the 17th, but then Mars comes along and squares it uh, through Thursday, October 21st. So that's, a, that's almost a week, you know, of some intense, uh, can be some very conflicting power battles for ego and control, um, you know, that, that can lead to breakthroughs, but we have to be in a very high conscious state to go through that, that door, go into that underworld and face what Pluto is demanding of us. So what does that look like? Well, okay, because the sun and Mars, remember from last weekend, the sun and Mars, they're still in Venus's temple, you know? So, um, I'm gonna clear the drain. Yeah, so Venus and uh, sun, Mars and the sun are in Libra and they are, you know, the sun is, is, um, is in its fall in Libra. It's not powerful, right? If you think about the, the path of light, you know, the, the crest has happened and, and the light is decreasing. Mars is in its domicile in Aries, but in his exile in Libra. So he doesn't no perform his normal Rambo way, right? <laughs> this is, this transit through um, Libra is, is teaching Mars, you know, you've got to get along with others. You've got to use um, be diplomatic as you stand up and fight and assert yourself, but assert yourself in an environment of diplomacy and peace because you're in the Venus Airbnb. And if you don't like it, you can get the heck out of here. No, anyway, um, no, that's, <laughs> that's <important. laughs> no, uh, we are um, seeing it through. So this is a very, very potent week for um, some, it can be very, you know, like I said, e like a lot of egos, you know, could flare. Um, but um, the, and I also want to say too, you know, with Sun and Mars and Venus's temple, remember they had the mystical meeting last weekend where the, the sun whispered into Mars's ear, you know, like, hey, you know, we don't, we don't want to fight anymore. You know, let's, let's be compassionate and peaceful and kind and loving and, you know, be driven by that rather than the need to win, the need to be right, the need to compete. You know, so it's like taking on a whole new direction. As you know, I spoke about that at length. Well, with Pluto here in a square, this is like a, a square is a 90 degree angle. So it's very conflicting and it's forcing us to deal with issues. So it's almost like saying the universe is like telling us, you know, um, yes, we all want peace and harmony, but we can't be you know, think about Venus, the shadow side of Venus is it can be very fluffy and socially and light and um, smiley face. But then Pluto is saying, no, you, you got to deal with the shadow. You cannot be, you cannot achieve peace unless you, well, you know, as my teacher used to say, um, don't pray for peace. Pray for truth. Peace always follows truth. And sometimes it's not easy because the truth isn't always comfortable. Most, you know, really in most cases it's not. So these sensitive subjects we've had around power, control, people in, in, in leadership and government, people in our own family structure, you know, these, all that power, I would say power tripping, but issues of power and control and dominion really coming up strong here. And in order to have these breakthroughs, we have to really, sometimes we have to have difficult conversations. And, um, and so, and, but that, the only way, you know, out of it is through it, you, you know? So, so the Venus, you know, part of the problem of a Venus archetype is that we want to like gloss things over, you know, like, like um, 
water cooler talk, you know, how are you? I'm fine. I'm fine. Everything's fine. Everything's good. It's like, no, it's not, you know? And I, I remember this years ago when I lived in Sedona, I had this really great job. And I remember one of my coworkers, she was really sweet, really smart. Everybody was really smart and wonderful to work with from beginning to end. But um, this one woman, I remember her personality was very chirpy, you know, on the surface, pleasant, smiley, friendly. I mean, you know, we all want that, right? We all want kind, pleasantly, but you could tell it was just almost like a little forced. And when somebody's all smiley, cheerful, it can be like annoying. And I knew like deep down under, she was really masking something. And, and that's, that's that Venus archetype of you can portray this front of everything's beautiful and lovely, but there's really stuff underneath. And so this Pluto square this week is really pushing us like, okay, look, look at that dark side and don't be afraid to look at it because it's actually there to um, transform us. But we have to be willing to look deeply under the hood and the sun squaring Pluto, it's like the shi like shining a flashlight into a, you know, under a manhole cover. So you don't know what you're gonna find. It's unknown, it's the underworld, it's deep, it's dark, there's secrets buried, there's manipulation, there's, you know, power tripping mechanisms that we're probably not aware of, or some we are and some we're not. So expect some surprises to come up. Um, you know, Pluto is, is the Lord of the underworld, so it, it rules death and, you know, and that could be physical death, but it could also be like maybe a character assassination or, um, or just, I mean, I'm, you, I know these are tough subjects, right? Um, or just, uh, just every way in which we manipulate um, when, we, when we wanna get our way, like in a relationship. And so um, manipulation, obsession, uh, obsess, obsessive compulsive, control trips, that's all very dark Pluto energy. Um, and, and if we are seeing those things in our lives and in our relationships with others, it's definitely, um, this is pushing things to the surface that may, may uncover, that may be very unsettling, but like I said, it's, it's necessary work. So uh, just to be aware of that, dealing with that shadow, this comes up every time the Pluto gets squared, but you know, Mars and Pluto square, like last, a year ago it happened, or like early, early October of last year, if you remember, with all the protests. And, and I think that's when we had the Portland, the, the riots in Portland. So there was, that was when Mars when it was in its domicile. So that it was a very violent conflict. Thank God Mars is in, or thank goddess, <laughs> Mars is in, in the sign of Libra. So it's taken on a, a patina of peace and harmony. And maybe it's not really comfortable being in that sign, but it's learning like that part of us that wants to dominate and be right is learning lessons about civility and, and, and why, you know, the bigger picture about connection. We, we've just, we have to stop, you know, killing each other off and killing off possibility in relationships and killing off the earth is just it's just too much right and killing off something can be very subtle you know it's like when you make up something in your mind about you make up a decision somebody says something to you and you're like you know whatever and you you like definitely you know how we get when we write somebody off we don't even tell them we may not even be aware of it so so loudly, but we basically will, you know, might write someone off and 
and it's ugly and it's insidious. It's that ego, the egoic principle. So the sun squaring Pluto is definitely where ego can clash, where you know we can look at all of these dark, dark um, machinations, Machiavellian. However, we never want to get off the operating table in the middle of the operation, right? Not a good plan. So in this case, we want to see this through because it's not going to work. Nothing gets healed if it just comes up and then you kind of move on. You know, Eckhart Tolle talked about that in A New Earth. And he said how he called it the pain body and how the, the pain body lies dormant until the next time something happens and it comes up again. And so it's like this never ending, it's a kind of retreats rather than gets completely discombobulated. But we're in a time right now with Pluto and Capricorn and, and, and this, especially last year when we had Saturn and Pluto, Jupiter, Saturn and Pluto, all conjunct in Capricorn on and off last year. Um, very, very intense uh, paradigm shift in our society. So we can't be going on like this where we're like killing people off in our mind and writing people off or writing off possibilities. That's a form of death and assassination too. It's like the stories and judgments that we subconsciously hold on to. So this is going to be a powerful week for looking at, at all these things, looking at that shadow, getting past that water cooler talk, um, hi, everything's nice. No, it's not. You know, so let's all be nice about it, but we don't want to be, um, you know, we, we don't, I think you get the picture, right? You know, you don't, you, we want to speak the truth um, and, and be honest, um, but we don't have to rip anyone apart, but we, we just don't want to be surfacing anymore. You know, like the girl that I worked with was uh, you know, you could just tell that she was underneath it all. She was probably really angry and just didn't know how to, bless her heart, you know, didn't know how to deal with that. And she was like carrying these demons around under the surface and under this this patina of this pleasantness, this front. And it was, was very inauthentic. You could just feel it, you know. So I felt sorry for her. But anyway, I just thought of her. It was so many years ago. But that's the kind of thing what we're dealing with. And we all are guilty of that, you know. Um, and so there's, there's this uh, opportunity here to really look at that really deeply, right in the face of. So yes, it can bring about some pretty, pretty intense uh, cathartic experiences, emotional transformative purging, right? Um, you know, the Sun Square Pluto, unfortunately in the news, we heard that, um, that, that British uh, member of parliament was assassinated or some, somebody killed him. He was at like this kind of I would call it a town hall meeting. He was meeting with his constituents. You probably read about this. I think they, they did apprehend somebody which who I think is the, is the suspect, but um, it was really sad. I mean, obviously son, it can be a, a leader or a father or a, a government leader, you know, it can be like that or, you know, an elder. And then the um, Pluto square, you know, that was a very tragic outcome for that, but, um, you know, that's just one example. Another, uh, here's another example I thought was interesting. Um, the Rolling Stones on their no filter tour, they removed brown sugar from their set list. And um, they didn't say, oh goodness, sorry. Oh. oh, oh, it's Mick. Oh, I'll call him back. Okay, no, that was just a coincidence. No. <laughs> 
Um, anyway, um, sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> the um, yeah, so they removed brown sugar from its set their set list because they said it had all these lyrics about slavery and rape and just just and I I had no idea. I, I, honestly, I've loved that song my whole life, and I used to sing. Believe it or not. <laughs> when it came out I was just a kid and I'm singing and I had no idea what brown sugar was I mean you're a kid right and I was like oh okay later okay become an adult okay code right but I, I funny aside my mother taught me cooking and all I thought of was she used to use domino sugar and sometimes we use white sugar and confectioner sugar and sometimes with brown sugar depending on the recipe so I just thought they were singing about domino brown sugar you know what the hell did I know? Ay, ay, ay. Anyway, so yeah, the, the stones removing brown sugar. And, and I so I always I can't understand Mick Jagger. These these people mumble. I need I need subtitles under things and music videos. I'm sorry, I sound like a you know really old person, but I just I hate when they mumble. It's a great tune. I never knew. I looked it up online before um before recording this and yeah it was all about slavery i had no idea i'm like oh my god so there there's another there's sun square pluto you know we're we're dealing with that toxic underbelly of society and these these very very sensitive subjects which obviously that was written in what 1969 68 69 long time ago right world was a different place um, and I think when they asked him, you know, would he write that today? He's like, oh, oh, hell no. He wouldn't, you know, he didn't know where that all came from. It was probably drug fueled, who knows? But um, it was just, he said it was just, just a mishmash of subjects. So, you know, that became the song. But anyway, um, but you can see the sensitivity here, which is shifting and shaping and, and uh, influencing society, this higher mindfulness and awareness of the collective pain body that has been in our in Western society for, for millennia, really. So um, anyway, I just thought that was interesting. There's another example of Sun uh, square Pluto. So Mars is gonna square Pluto um, again, you know, to uh, for the next, it'll be increasing through Thursday. And so um, I just wanna make sure it's Thursday. Um, almost, almost positive. Hold on, um, let me advance the clock. I will advance the clock uh, by the 1617. Okay, as we can see, here comes Mars. Yep, there it is, exact square uh, by Thursday. So it will perfect on Thursday, yeah. Mars, you know, the competitive streak. So, you know, Mars and, and but, but Pluto is, is testing Mars and the sun. Like, okay, you say you want peace. Okay, make sure, you know, you've got to address this shadow. And that's, that's the point I'm, I'm making here. Um, anyway, so on to the other subjects. So this um, Mercury and Jupiter are going direct um, on Monday, Monday, early Monday morning, uh, 1.30 a.m. Eastern time for Jupiter, and then Mercury about 10 hours later, 11.16 a.m. Now, the interesting because Jupiter and Mercury, Jupiter's been, gosh, was a few months now. Mercury's only a three-week transit, but both both of them are, are the hosts of the eclipses that we've been having for the last year and a half. So I find that interesting, the, the North and the South node being in the Mercury and Jupiter ruled signs. Um, so I would say that that could, it's almost like what's what we've been reviewing and, and, and meditating on in the last uh, few months has been 
um, you know, our like, we're now getting with them going direct, we're getting clarity on, you know, our beliefs versus facts or raw data versus intuition and prophecy, kind of taking a, taking a, a journey and, and, and looking and seeing these, these things at play, uh, curiosity, uh, listening versus thinking that we know it all, you know, all of that has, has been uh, coming into play. So now both of them going direct will be getting clarity on these things. Then we have the full moon, the full moon in Aries, uh, Wednesday, October 20th, 1056 um, AM Eastern time. Um, Mars, of course, with the moon in Aries, Mars is the host of that. But like I said, Mars is in Venus's sign. So it's an interesting place for Mars. Uh, it, with that square with Pluto, though, this could be a, a very explosive full moon as it was um, last year. It's funny. Um, I think, honestly, any every every October when we have the, the full moon in Aries, um, I, I, you know, it's that possible with the moon, moon being our emotions and our our emotions and our, our families and, and everything. So we're coming into this dynamic tension with the sun and moon and opposite signs. But when the moon is in Aries, that's very feisty energy, learning to be, learning to speak our needs in a very um, a calm diplomatic way. And it's this dynamic tension between caring for others, sun and Libra, right? Taking care of others, um, being being there for others versus now that we have this halfway point illumination, being there for myself. Well, what about me? So it's being there for ourselves. So it's it's this kind of juggling act between you know how do I integrate taking care of people outside of me, my loved ones, and but also taking care of me. And so um, you know, and that that saying like I love you, but I love you, but I love myself more. You know that could be that could be coming up. Um, so that, that juggling act, but like I said, because we have that square with, um, Mars, uh, the ruler of this new moon is squaring Pluto. It can, it can really be, um, pretty heavy and, uh, we might find some very cathartic experiences in, in store. Um, it's high octane, you know, addressing that shadow always is, it's, it's scary. Um, you know, we might find secrets and things that can't come up for us that we, we didn't know it was there, um, but like, again, the opportunity is always with Pluto. It's about birth, death, right? From death comes birth, comes renewal, rebirth, reprogramming into structures that are, are sustainable, that will take us for the long-term, that will really work healthy borders, healthy boundaries. No way around it, but through it, right? Um, I would say too that, um, uh, if you want a, a, an RX, right? I, you know how I love mantra. I'm just such a mantra nut. Um, Kali, Kali Durga came to mind. Kali Durga is the Hindu goddess. It's a manifestation of the divine mother where she's like a, going, you know, consuming and slaying the ego. So she's pictured with that, you know, cutting off guys' heads right? No, it looks really scary. You see these traditional art, you know, pictures of Kali, Kali Durga. Um, and, um, and so I would say, you know, perhaps, you know, we might be calling on Kali Durga if we have a tough moment. Um, you know, there's many mantras to Kali Durga. Um, uh, Kali in the um, Jayutal, um, one of my favorite um, mantra artists, Jayutal and Krishnadas, 
they have some fantastic, I mean, there, of course, there's gazillions of them all over the internet that you can find traditional uh, chants and bhajans. And then there's um, the contemporary American um, artists, uh, Deva Pramal and Jayutal and all of these great people that can help us. And I thought about that. that there's a really great, one of uh, Jayutal's songs is, um, I don't know if this is the title, but it, it's, it says, I'm down on my knees, I'm begging for mercy, down on my knees, begging for mercy, begging for mercy, oh, Namashivaya, Namashivaya, right? And oh, Namashivaya, well, that's Shiva. Well, Shiva's Pluto, right? Probably a, just a suggestion, right? <laughs> might, what, we might be using that one this week. We might find that works for you, but whatever works for you, whatever it takes to transform, when we're in that down on my knees, you know how you're just so confronted, you're like, okay, that's it. When you're down on your knees, you've given up your ego. You're just saying, oh, just, just take this from me. I, I can't take it any longer, you know? And, and if we're in that state, whenever I get in that state, I just, just call on divine mother. It's like, just, just please, like, just help me remove this, you know, help me purge my consciousness of this, of this illusion and delusion and uh, darkness and help me see through it. So anyway, that's all. Just want to share that today. I hope you found this useful. And um, like I said, this is definitely a potent week. So let's all lean on each other for support. Let's all speak truth to each other, share our hearts, be real, be vulnerable. This is, these are, all of these configurations are really calling us into this level of really radical authenticity, I would say. So um, yeah, so let's, let's go for it. Anyway, um, and then just to say, um, I'm going to be announcing very shortly the, uh, the Eclipse webinars. You know, I'm just such an Eclipse nerd. And so that will be coming up very soon. I, I'm going to have a webinar probably uh, like the, I wanna say it's probably about 10 days. I'm still playing with dates, you know, but 10 days to two weeks before the Eclipse. So early November, I'll, have, I'll, I'll be announcing it and I'll give you a link and I'll sign up and, and such. And I'll also be, uh, with astrology lessons, if you're interested too, I'm going to be starting a class. I probably won't start that till January, but anyway, I'll let you know. Just shoot me an email, Irliana at starsoundastrology.com. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, uh, hit that little red subscribe button, and we will take good care of you. Okay, my dears. Bisous, bisous. I love you all. And um, we'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening. This is Irliana Samsara with episode 127 of Star Sound Speaks, starsoundastrology.com. Thank you all for listening. Namaste.